computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast, where each episode we discuss technology but in a simple way. We keep the explanation simple, but what we spend our time on is emphasizing what this technology means to you and how you can best utilize this technology for you and your business. Welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast. I'm your host once again, Thomas Inglero, Nordic Director of Innovation and on in this episode, we have a friend of mine. <laughs> the the he, he corrected me, and he want to make sure I get this right. The managing director of the American Chamber of Commerce, Jason Turflinger, and also he's also a fellow cyclist. But ladies and gentlemen, he's like me. We are the worst cyclists ever. Jason, welcome to the show. How are Thank you? Thank you. Thank you very much, Thomas. I appreciate that. It's good to be with you. Uh, you know, speak for yourself on the bicycle thing. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can ride a bike. I can ride a bike. Uh, you know, I, I don't end at the, uh, you know, at the top of the top of the charts, but uh, not at the bottom either. So, hey, you know, as as I, I was telling you before we went live on the air, I am proud that when I do my races on Zwift, I am always at the end. So <clears throat> I'm, I'll keep my reputation going. I have a lot of ways to go. <laughs> But we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> Listen, Jason, um, we've known each other. We were saying, God, going way back um, over 15 years and something. Um, yeah. And you've been you've been with American Chamber of Commerce here in Norway as a managing director for throughout that whole time. And you've seen the entire journey of, well, first of all, congratulations in, in building up the American Chamber of Commerce in Norway. You. When you first took over, how many companies were there and how many are there today? 60, um, 64 when I started, we're at uh, 235 now. So, wow. Wow. That's congrats. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, you've done an, an amazing job. And as the managing director for AmCham, um, you get to, well, your job is to talk to the C-level people of all these companies. And you have a lot of them are friends and a lot of them talk to you and tell you about what's going on. And how many different industries do you cover? 22 different industries. And you're right. I mean, a, a big portion of my job is, you know, I've known a lot of these uh, leaders of these uh, kind of internationally oriented member companies for years and years. Um, and, you know, they they, they switch companies. Uh, sometimes they switch industries. Um, <laughs> industries, uh, you know, ebb and flow here as well. Uh, you can imagine the energy industry when I started was a different uh, picture uh, than what it is now in Norway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and today now with covid when 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 covid i mean what i want to get to is that i want you to share what you see with having 200 plus companies who you work with partner with closely what do you see out there in this market um what advice what opinion what's what do you just tell us from your very you have an extremely unique position in where you're at and remember, the audience here, they're all looking for what are the C-level people doing? What are other leaders doing? What Are there any new thoughts? Is there any innovation? Um, is the misery that I'm in my company, how are other people handling it? Could you just, just start telling some stories that you have? That would be great. And yeah, please, the floor is yours. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, thank you, Thomas. That's a that's a big question. Uh, look, I might throw you that. That is a bicycle joke. <laughs> no, I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity, Thomas. I mean, look, it's uh, you know, uh, when this all set in in in, in mid March here in Norway, we saw it coming. Uh, it was like a kind of a, a slow motion car accident. We knew it was coming, but none of us obviously knew to the extent to which uh, you know it would impact all of us uh, and all of our daily lives. Um, uh, initially, you know, the thought was some months, we're going to make some corrections. We're going to, you know, do something with our staffing and our operations here to weather the storm. Well, you know, the, the, the norm now is the storm essentially. And you're, you're really seeing that with this second wave, uh, both here in Norway and around the world. Um, immediately, a lot of these companies kind of implemented uh, worldwide or multinational companies implemented worldwide, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, initiatives of, you know, work from home and, and do this and do that. And, uh, you know, each office around the world was the same. Um, and then over time, you started to see some some kind of localization of these rules. Uh, you know, Norway is a different place than uh, Indiana, where I'm originally from, for example. So, you know, they, they, they kind of adapted here. But, you know, with the idea that, you know, slowly but surely we're going to work our way through this. But now with the second round, you're seeing some, some more cutbacks in these companies. You're seeing specific industries that weren't impacted initially, now very impacted. Uh, and, you know, with the hotel restaurant guys, uh, you know, they, they've been impacted throughout. Um, and it's, uh, you know, the investors are getting more and more antsy on these things. And you're starting to see some real uh, kind of cases of some some big name companies, uh, you know, um, having some real problems here. And I think you're going to see a lot of that going forward. Uh, you know, uh, high level managers of companies uh, we're seeing now uh, are beginning to be impacted um, personally in their jobs. It's not just them kind of cutting staff or operations, it's them themselves. So it's a, it's a whole new kind of era uh, of cuts here. And I don't think, uh, as we talked about uh, prior, uh, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, we're going to ever be back in a situation uh, where we were, you know, early March uh, or pre-COVID. Uh, the, you know, the normal is going to be something completely, completely different uh, than what we've uh, experienced uh, here, too. It's, you may, I have so many questions for you. Um, if you don't mind, let's sure. just go back to the whole. I, 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 I'm just thinking, let's do this on an industry by industry basis and not, yeah. not cover all of them, but just a few of them. Um, the hotel industry. Let's just um, start there. Yeah, uh, they they were pretty brave in that they stuck in. They didn't close down they try to really um weather the storm from march on yeah um, but we can see today is november 24th 2020 and now we're seeing in the paper that um well then they're 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 some of them are giving up what do you see from your side i mean every time just you know looking from the amcham perspective or our members every time we or our members make a reservation to do a you know a big meeting or a gathering or anything at any of these hotels it's with a caveat and everyone knows that you know this is this is hopeful thinking this is best case scenario that we're going to be able to do this you know i just scheduled something for next november at a very large hotel and you know um i want to see in the contract basically that you know we're going to be able to kind of go our separate way if things uh, haven't improved by then, God forbid. Um, I think we'll yeah. be okay by next Thanksgiving. But, uh, you know, these larger hotels, just think about the staffing and resources required to kind of keep uh, the hotel like this up and running uh, without guests. 
uh, it's it's not possible. So, you know, whereas a lot of the smaller hotels uh, kind of immediately uh, were impacted, now a lot of the larger ones are, are feeling it uh, much more. Uh, and these are big name hotel chains. Yeah. And you were saying before that a lot of these leaders in first round um, uh, in Norwegian, it's called permitting, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah. Put people on leave, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but this second, this second round, this is more permanent. This is actually the layoffs. But also these leaders are looking at it and saying, potentially, I may be laid off as well. Well, yeah, I mean, this, you know, the, the, the changes in staffing and resources that are being made now are with the idea that this is what we want our operations in Norway to look like post-COVID. Um, it's, 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 it's no longer about weathering the storm. It's, you know, uh, you know, hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel here with, with several vaccines, uh, you know, having great efficacy, uh, in, in the trials. So, you know, as we look kind of to 2021, you know, what is our operation going to look like, uh, coming out of this? Um, and, and, and I would say, you know, well, percent wise, but uh, a high percentage of our member companies are not going to look the same in terms of resources and staffing and footprint uh, here. Some have taken it upon themselves to grow and expand and do more business. Uh, and some will be smaller operations uh, post COVID. That's really interesting. Cause I think you're one of the first people to frame it that way, that the thinking of the strategy thinking from the executive team now is no longer um, let's try to endure. It's now, okay, we're done with that phase. Now let's build for the future. That's right. But in a much more minimalist quantity, um, probably much more efficient, right? That's right. That's right. Well, and, you know, Norwegian uh, employers have always prided themselves on being, you know, uh, you know, they're the relatively efficient uh, workforce here, especially multinational employees are, mm-hmm. you know, are, are, are very efficient uh, at the, at these companies. But, uh, you know, if there's, if there's uh, rhyme and reason to maintaining similar size operation post COVID fine, but a lot of them are finding that, uh, you know, they're making worldwide investments and in where do these uh, resources best get allocate, uh, allocated in a post COVID world when when you talk to these companies um does the discussion of technology like artificial intelligence or anything like that does that come up do they say okay in this post-covid world is tech to play a bigger role does any of this ever come up they do not specifically and i realize i'm on uh i'm on the ibm uh, technology uh, podcast (laughs) and i'm sure i'm sure you would have wanted a different answer from me no 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 listen i'm neutral we're we're neutral (laughs) you know you know i always i have a nerd statement that is ip packets don't care what networks they go over whether it's uh it doesn't Everything's fine, you know. So say whatever you're gonna say. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. But AI specifically is not is not at the top of the list. But you know, techno- technological solutions to things that previously were were thought of uh, as as you know only people can kind of handle these, or only kind of uh, you know human resources uh, can can handle these uh, you know difficult uh, uh, challenges. Uh, that is being you know uh, kind of rethought on a daily basis. I mean, look, uh, COVID, as we all know, is one of the greatest transformation agents of our lifetimes. I mean, it really is. It's, uh, you know, uh, think about you know, your pre-COVID life and kind of, you know, just think about something as simple as, as video conferencing. Yes, it was there. Yes, we could all do it. Did you do it? Did you do it, Thomas, On a, as, as, as regularly as, uh, as, as, you, as, you, as you do now? Sir, I try to avoid it as much as I could pre-COVID. Exactly. 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 You know, you pick up the phone. If you pick up the phone today, it feels old-fashioned. 
Yes, you know, it, it literally feels like, you know, yep. like, why am I doing this? This is, mm-hmm. you know, horse and buggy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I watch my kids, they're on TikTok all the time yeah. and I go and then, and they see me on YouTube. They're like, you know, that's so yesterday. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pre-COVID it was YouTube. Now it's TikTok and God knows what's it going to be. Yeah. No, you're right. So, I mean, you know, it's just this whole and just, you know, when we 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 run a lot of our meetings and, and business gatherings, as you can imagine, you know, digitally now uh, and and in a hybrid format when we when we, you know, could uh, before this uh, second uh, wave of shutdowns. But, you know, just the instructions or the digital digital etiquette, uh, you know, is there now. It's a no brainer. Everyone knows everyone knows how to talk on the phone before everyone knows how to kind of, you know, not everyone, but uh, most people know how to kind of. <laughs> Of, you know, communicate uh, via, you know, whatever digital platform and, you know, people are able to kind of adapt to whatever digital platform uh, we find uh, now, you know, before it had to be one or the other. Now it, it doesn't matter. Uh, but you still get occasionally people that, uh, you know, technical difficulties and, uh, you know, the, the, the challenge there is that, you know, uh, oftentimes it's, you know, if you're having, if you're having technical challenges, you know, the, the problem is likely you, <laughs> not, <laughs> not the host or not the others, you know, uh, you got to kind of do your own kind of uh, list, uh, checklist before you, you know, uh, so you get some disruptive kind of nonsense, but otherwise, you know, and, and hybrid meetings are great because, you know, increasingly we're getting this nucleus of, of, of people together in person. And then that kind of, uh, you know, encourages uh, those out there uh, participating uh, virtually to kind of be more uh, interactive and engaging. Yeah. And we see that people are needing to be with people physically. Again. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some secrets now. Uh, this has nothing to do with you, but I'm going to spoil some secrets. So Go for it. Yesterday, I was at a shopping mall at around eight o'clock at night. And when I pulled into the parking lot, there must have been 15 young people meeting in the parking lot, having a wonderful time. Yeah. And I said, you can't stop young people. Yeah. They will, there's a, if there's a will, there's a way. They yeah. will find a way of congregating and having a blast. You know? What were uh, they like? Know. What were they like? 18, 20 years uh, old? About 18, 20, about 25. And yeah. it was warmer in the parking lot. It was quiet. Yeah. There were no, no police. And so they were having a blast. But think about and your then, twenty. Think about your twenty-year-old self, Thomas. You know, and and what would be the worst-case scenario? You know, if 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 some kind of worldwide phenomena happened whereby you were not able to interact in person with your, you know, your friends, girlfriends, whatever. I mean, you know, that would uh, that would be devastating. Uh, Absolutely, I, I see it on my fifteen-year-old. You know, I mean, uh, God bless him. He's uh, he's they're doing all right, but uh, it must be really tough. And this is where I wanted to go. How tough has it been with you and you being the managing director of Ancham? What challenges have you had to endure with your company and making that transition? Because you're in this growing stage and all of a sudden, boom, you got hit with COVID too. Well, look, you know, I would have loved to tell you we had 250 members at the top of this call. Uh, and that was what we budgeted uh, last year. And, you know, we have a nice, slow, steady pace of growth. We're a nonprofit organization. Uh, but you know, uh, sales, sales are hard, you know, new, uh, recruiting new, uh, clients, uh, is, is, is difficult, uh, these days, as you can imagine, um, we are lucky in the sense that we are very diversified. 
um, uh, you know, 22 different industries that we work with. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be fine. Uh, frankly, we've saved a lot of money on, on, on a bunch of our initiatives and, you know, traveling is not, is not a top line expense, obviously for anyone, uh, you know, these days. So, um, you know, uh, we, we, we're, 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 well positioned to kind of weather the storm here. Um, staffing uh, is is the same, uh, you know, but the way in which we kind of assist and, and work with our member companies has, uh, has changed uh, quite a bit. So, I mean, look, uh, whether people admit it to themselves or not, uh, first and foremost, when people think of a chamber of commerce, they think of networking. That's all well and good, but, uh, you know, gone are the days of kind of ad hoc, you know, networking on, on, on the top or back end of a, of a, of a, a business uh, meeting that we set up. Uh, so we have to be much more kind of uh, targeted. We have to make uh, be proactive and kind of, uh, you know, help make these connections where we can. And the only way that you're ever going to know how to make these connections is by being intimately familiar with your uh, with your uh, membership and, uh, and, 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 and your clients. So we spend a lot of time on the phone uh, or not on the phone, <laughs> not on the phone, <laughs> on video calls uh, with with our member companies, uh, you know, and, and really getting much more in depth than we otherwise would have or have been capable to uh, capable of uh, previously because you are the center of the hub when it comes to networking yep. um, and also the this the, what we haven't spoken about what we spoke about a little bit is that the trend here in this second wave of covid is layoffs yeah. right it's a lot of layoffs but yet Amcham is the center of networking. And when you get laid off, what do you want? You want to be get get into a, a networking area yep. to meet people to get new opportunities. So therefore I'm thinking, wow, you then you, have you thought about somehow creating some sort of um place online where people can um put their CV, you know, you'll be competing a big bit with the other ones that are out there, but because you're American Chamber of Commerce, you have a bit of credibility where companies within the network could say, well, this person's from this company, they're more trusted, they're vetted a bit. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm just, just thinking off the top of my head because this is where we're sort of entering this in this period of time. Yep. And and again, I know you don't want to hear this on the uh, on 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 your tech uh, <laughs> <laughs> on your tech podcast. <laughs> we are we the answer is we we do this on a regular basis. Uh, I guess I guess the answer is we're small enough, you know, 235 companies and you know uh, partners above, you know above and beyond that, but we're small enough and and you know every day we are helping highly kind of placed uh, uh leaders of companies you know um uh, be known Tell that you know let it be Tell known me. that they're basically you know uh, uh on on the hunt uh and you know we we would be we would be very bad at our job if we proactively you know had high ranking leaders of companies you know saw us as kind of a head hunting platform so we shy away from that but the second we find out some highly placed person is kind of a free agent or will be winding down their time at a member company we we sure as heck let that be known to the appropriate uh, other companies Companies. Uh, and this happens, like I say, every day. Really? So you're saying that uh, someone could come to you and say, hey, listen, um, I just found out that I'm I'm getting a package or something light out or I'm told that I'm going to be let go come Christmas. So they could come to you saying, can you help me? And then you would help them? It happens all the time. Happens. And how would you help them? I'm not, we've never discussed this. So I'm, I don't know. Just do you, what's, fill in the blank. How do you how, help them? 
how's it going at IBM, Thomas, would be my first question to you. <laughs> no, listen, I mean, you know, I mean, okay, fine. So, you know, uh, you, Thomas, you know, you, you get a package, you're looking for something and you basically let it be known that, you know, next year, you know, I become available and then, you know, yep. I'm, I'm find out if you want to stick in the same industry. And if you do great, if not, you let me know what's of interest. And then we're basically going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to let that be known and kind of guide you to companies that we know for a fact are looking to either expand or, you know, would, wow. would be, would be interested in a person with your unique background and skill set. Yeah. Um, um, to you, this is obvious. And I think to me and everybody else listening out there is that it's not. And the reason why I want to highlight it is the, um, is that this is massively important to everybody. Yeah. Because when you find out, you go to work, and, and we're both Americans, so we call it the pink slip, but it does that doesn't exist in, in Europe. But right. when you come to work and you find out that you've been let go, you 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 go into panic shock mode. Oh, it's devastating. Um, it's devastating. Yeah, it's, it's you, the family, everything, right? So, yeah. And then, you, then the next, and when you finally have an intellectual thought is, what am I going to do? So that's why I think I wanted you to highlight and go through it. Because the people who listen to this, you now have uh, an, an option in Jason Turflinger and the American Chamber of Commerce in Norway. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. I appreciate that. And, you know, we, 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 no, this is a, yeah, there you go. We should, we should start advertising this service. Uh, definitely. No, but I mean, it, it, it happens on a regular basis. And, you know, sometimes people aren't even thinking of us in terms of being able to help them in that capacity. But, you know, when yeah. we find out and we have a conversation with them, we absolutely can. Uh, you know, a lot of these jobs, uh, you know, wouldn't be posted. And a lot of people in very high place positions wouldn't be interested in kind of, you know, putting a, you know, a, a available for, you know, work uh, flag on their LinkedIn account, you know. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just embarrassing or whatever. So this Well, is for whatever easy. reason, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For privacy or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and dignity as well. Um, sure. And, and, and yeah, dignity plays probably a big role. No, this, I think this is huge because uh, I'm saying and repeating myself, but I, 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 you know, if you could read the newspaper, you connect the dots. This is on a lot of people's minds. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's not just, you know, it's not just like the resources. I mean, a lot of these companies, okay. You know, um, you know, the people, the staffing, that's one thing, but you know, what were in a, in a, in a non COVID world, what would your Norway footprint have looked like, you know, and, and those, those kind of prognoses are changing rapidly, you know, yeah, exactly. um, for better and for worse. You know, exactly. I, and, and for better in our case, obviously, is, you know, we our, our, our function is in life is to, you know, uh, have as much kind of U.S. directed investment coming from Norway and as and much U.S. investment coming from, uh, you know, uh, toward Norway as possible. So uh, exactly. that's that's what we uh, do for a living. Hmm. Have you <clears throat> um, have you what are the, some of the best stories you've seen of management? Uh, or leadership better than management. Let's talk about leadership of people during during this COVID period that you could share with people. Do you have any stories of uh, leaders just stepping up and doing the right thing? Well, you know, I mean, Norway, and you've been here long enough, you know, Norway prides itself on kind of a, you know, non-hierarchical flat kind of structure. Um, and yes, that's kind of true. Uh, but, you know, it's it's not for every company. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I think the the the... Uh, kind of proximity or availability of leadership uh, for all kind of staff 
has enabled Norway to kind of weather this storm maybe a little better than than other places. I mean, uh, you know, the, the 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 boss, you know, being available and kind of you know uh, there for you know the 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 staff on a on a personal level, uh, I think uh, has really helped. Uh, you know, the companies that come to mind uh, immediately. Um, you know, there's not that distance. Uh, people have unique needs. Uh, you know, prior to COVID, there's always this kind of been this uh, you know uh, emphasis on work-life balance. Um, mm. We're all experiencing mm. the same thing now, uh, mm. and so I, I, I think that uh, to some extent has uh, helped kind of smooth the transition. What I do hear a lot of concern about from leaders is maintaining motivation long term uh, when you're working, you know, day in day out in your PJs, uh, or you know. <laughs> Uh, what do you is do? Is that what you're doing, Jason? No, no, I am not. I am not. But that would be my, you know, my, my first advice would be, you know, get up, take that shower, you know, get shaved and, you know, get some semblance of business attire, basically, uh, that will help you set your frame of mind. But no, you know, how do you keep, how do you keep staff motivated? And, you know, mm. I, I, at least, you know, here and what I, you know, I see a lot of the members is, you know, that, that motivation comes directly from the leader and, you know, people can sense it, you know, uh, and, you know, you can say everything you want to say, but, uh, if, if, if the boss is MIA or it's obvious that they're not, uh, you know, mentally where they need to be, that's gonna, that's gonna kind of roll right on down. Um, and so, you know, you're seeing a lot of companies doing all right, and it's the strong leadership that, uh, kind of, you know, uh, puts up its sleeves and, and, and just kind of gets, gets, gets things done. And there's also, I think another kind of common characteristic with the companies that have done well, uh, um, is the ability to adapt and change. Um, you know, I think a lot of these companies aren't, I know for a fact, a lot of these companies are not focusing uh, on what they were focusing on nine months ago as compared to mm. today, mm. you know, mm. uh, completely mm. different kind of business services and product lines that are taking a driver's seat uh, for a lot of these companies. And that's fine, you know, <clears throat> that's fine. I, I think, again, you say something as if it's so simple for you what you see. Um, but for a lot of us who are inside these big corporations, th what you're saying is extremely profound. And let me repeat what you're saying, right? Let's, let's make it very simple. That's the whole point of the podcast. Um, and what you're saying is that those companies whose business models and strategies were st still the same pre-COVID to they are today, post-COVID or during COVID, those are companies who suffered. But those companies were more adaptive they actually have done much better. And does that, yep. am I summarizing correctly? Regard, yeah, and regardless of uh, regardless of industry, I mean, you know, um, you, you know, whether it be hotel kind of management consulting, uh, you know, technology, your industry. I mean, you know, yes, you can you can just put your head in the sand and oh God, you know, things are never going to get any better. But uh, you know, these industries, there are front runners in these industries that are impacted hard, uh, and there are reasons for that. Um, and uh, being adaptive is, is a big part of it. Wow. All right. As, as we tail end this, 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 um, this podcast, um, oof, I have so many more questions for you. Let's, let's do some just really general questions. Number one is, uh, which industry, which two, three industries, if you possible, are the most affected industries you've seen of the 23 industries you cover? The most impacted? Yes, sir. Um, healthcare impacted, but impacted in a positive. These guys are working harder than they've ever worked. Um, hotel, uh, restaurant, uh, as, as we've discussed, uh, also severely impacted. Um, and then, you know, I'm gonna, uh, third one, that's a great question. 
so many have been impacted in so many different ways. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with technology. Actually, you guys are are you know your your service offerings and your technology you know perspectives and and what you're able to kind of you know this more about this than I do. I mean, just let me ask you a question: how how many of your companies uh, or your 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 clients have been much more kind of open minded to implementing your technologies now as compared to nine months ago? It's not just uh, much many more, but it's not just the technologies. But open to open discussions. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, they much more. L- let's talk about innovation, um, and then let's talk about the different types of innovation, not just technological, but cultural yep. innovation. I need help to 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 innovate the culture of my company because it's not working. It wasn't working before COVID, and now with COVID, it's definitely not working. Right. So um, a lot more of the soft conversations, what we called before, was soft. But now it's actually business conversations, right? Yeah, exactly. A long-term kind of like, how are we going to exactly, what are we going to look like uh, two, three years from now? Exactly right. Hmm. Or let me be even more specific. What am I going to look like two or three months from now? How do I lead people who are so stressed out? That is a lot of conversations I'm getting with leaders today. Yeah. Right? Um, They want to know how can they be a better person so that they could lead better. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm loving it because that's the conversations we should have had before COVID. But thank God we're having them, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you're right. What industries you see were hurt the least? <laughs> well, okay. So when you said impacted, I'm, I'm sorry, I misunderstood yeah. your question. Maybe no, but, you no, know, no. I mean, uh, you know, like I say, healthcare. These guys are just, uh, you know, I mean, uh, they can't find enough staff at some of these companies to, to kind of, uh, you know, uh, do what they need to get done uh, these days. Uh, defense was initially, you know, not uh, not impacted, or they, you know, had long term kind of tendering going on, but uh, that all changed uh, several months ago uh, when people kind of realized this is going to be a more of a longer term uh, longer term issue. Um, legal was interesting in that um, initially you saw a round of kind of cutbacks or you know hiring freezes. Uh, but every single lawyer I've talked to uh, over the past uh, month or so is telling me that uh, 2020 is going to be a banner year for them. So again, I think 2021. You mean? Two, no, 2020. Like they're nearing the end of this year. Uh, and really? They back, killed it this year. They 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 killed it this year, and they're above budget. And uh, I think a Why? lot of that has to do. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with. You know, conversations and 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 how are we setting ourselves up uh, for the future and uh, taking some kind of uh, you know business decisions that kind of maybe weren't prioritized previously that now are. Mm-hmm. And then when you make these uh, when you implement these things, what do you need? You need a good lawyer. Um, so you know, building yeah. for the future basically. Uh, mm-hmm. People taking advantage of the opportunity to kind of uh, do a little more desk work than maybe they had otherwise done. <laughs> I love what you just said, building for the future. And I think that's where, um, I think that for me, that's the biggest thing that uh, uh, the theme that popped out during our conversation is that to succeed, companies who change, they were building for the future. Yep. Build for the future. That's well, it. you're going to see, you're going to see in 21, you know, who was, um, you know, you're going to see which companies were busy, you know, with, with, you know, implementing good ideas and structures uh, and, 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 and who maybe should have been uh, doing a little more during this time. Exactly. 
Exactly. And you'll have a front row seat in that whole thing with uh, being there in American Chamber of Commerce. Absolutely. Um, Jason, um, as always, you're amazing. You know, you know, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, and, you know, we are going to have to take a bike right now. You realize that. Yes. Yes. I look, look forward to losing to you, too. I have I pride myself. I will never win a race. <laughs> I look forward to it. I look forward to that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, Jason Turflinger, the Managing Director, American Chamber of Commerce. Jason, how can people reach you? What's your website? Contact info. What would you like to provide? amcham.no, A-M-C-H-A-M.no. And uh, you can reach uh, me at jt at amcham.no. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, um, please share this uh, episode of the podcast. I think, not I think, I know there's a lot of wonderful information in this podcast for leaders in regards to strategy, um, for employees, if you know anybody, your neighbor, your friend, family who have uh, been laid off or looking for a job. I mean, there's a, Jason provided so much relevant, insightful information that's beneficial for everybody. So Jason, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much to all of you out there listening. Thank you so much. Um, please subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're everywhere. Take care, everybody. Jason, take care. All my love, thank okay? You. Thank you, Thomas. Stay safe.